Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. Welcome listeners to Art Fair Radio. This is Connie Mettler, publisher of ArtFairCalendar.com, the number one Google-rated site for art fairs, ArtFairInsiders.com, a social networking site for art fair artists, ArtShowReviews.com, where you'll find reviews of art fairs for artists from artists, and CallsForArtists.com, the only place online to find shows all over the country looking for artists. I have a lot of fun running four websites, and I am so looking forward to having this podcast today. Today we're going to be speaking with three artists, Catherine Allen Coleman, Andrew Shea, and Bruce Reinfeld. I have known all three of them for quite a while. We will be speaking about their strategies for jurying into the top art fairs with consistency. I chose to speak with them because when I was recently putting together a database of artists at the top shows for another project I was working on, their names kept rising to the top. They are not necessarily consistent prize winners, but the quality of their work and their jury submissions has them getting accepted over and over again, and we all need to learn their secrets. Today's show is sponsored by EntryThingy.com, the better digital call for entries, management, and easy-to-install jury system used across the country by art fairs, museums, and publications. Get it for your site and start your calls for entries. Try it for free at EntryThingy.com. Also, thanks to FrameDestination.com, your online source for fine art frames and framing supplies. Let FrameDestination.com make your matting and framing life a breeze. Welcome, Catherine. You there, Catherine? Hello. Hello. I'm here. Hello, Andy. It's all working so far. So, so yeah, I'm here. Okay, hello, Andy, and welcome, Bruce. I'm here, too. Okay, I appreciate all of you taking your time to speak with me today on this very important topic. For as we all know, if you can't get into the shows, you can't make the sales. And you all have such a nice, pretty good track record. It may not seem to you when the rejections come in, but you have basically you have a nice track record. Um, today, every, hello, hello to everyone else who is listening in to us today. Uh, Catherine Allen Coleman is a painter from Georgia. Andrew Shea is a glassblower from Minneapolis. And Bruce is a photographer from Philadelphia. And I'd like to get started today um, with a little background on each, on each of you. Uh, Catherine, will go, go you first. Uh, Catherine, I know that you, it says on your site, and I know that you're, from your work that you are a painter, but you do so much more than that, don't you? Yeah, well, actually, I jury in under the mixed media 2D category because I use uh, printmaking methods and a little photography and stitching and things like that as well, collage as well as just paint. But I think I, I call myself a painter when I'm introducing myself to people anyway. Well, I, when I went to you, I was going to change this and say I would say mixed media, but when I went to your website, it just kept saying painter, so I thought I would tell you, I would call you what you say on your site. So you can call me whatever you want. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Catherine, how long how many years have you been doing shows? Ah, it's about fifteen years now. It it sneaks up up on you how quickly it comes around. But yeah, about fifteen years. And I think I saw you at some of your very first shows in Kane Park. Yes you did. <laughs> yes, right. Um do do the three of you know one another? Have you met face to face? I don't uh, know. I, I don't think yeah, I don't think we've been neighbors. We pretty much have to be neighbors. Okay, well, I want to, I want to, I want to tell anyone who's listening that the three of them were 
at least one time last year we tracked down that they were all at Des Moines and uh, probably some other ones also. Um, Andy, um, tell us, tell me about your glass blower. What kind of art training do you have? Art training, um, you know, I, I graduated uh, from the University of Minnesota with a MFA in studio arts in 1978 <laughs> in glass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing uh, shows since then, you know, primarily, you know, making a living doing that. So you haven't had a job? Well, I, I haven't had a job, yeah. I mean, I so, do glass so, jobs, you know, but uh-huh. I've done this full-time since uh, 1978, so sometimes I'm smart and sometimes I'm not, you know. Yeah, that's right. Well, we used to be great neighbors when we were in Birmingham, Michigan. That was We could yeah. always count on spending a few days together every year. And that always that that's a great opportunity, as, as Catherine said earlier. If you're not next to somebody, you don't you may not get to meet them. But as neighbor, booth neighbors make a great friends. And Bruce, yeah. um, I don't know what to say about you. You do like everything, don't you? <laughs> I try to keep busy. Yeah. Um, so you're at the air fairs. You uh, do photography, but yeah. addition, but in addition, you are a musician. Yeah, um, in the in the past, I've had a. I actually got into um, art more from uh, like a graphics background. I had a, a clothing company, and then uh, I went to school, uh, University of Arts in Philadelphia. And um, when the clothing company went downhill, I kind of fell back on my artwork, and that's kind of where I went. So, how long ago was that? Um, I would say uh, early two thousands. You know, mm-hmm. right. Um, this is probably my seventh or probably my seventh year doing these shows. So, so, so I must admit you're pretty early on. You've been yeah, about, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You've been coming to Arts Beats and Eats um, for many years. Yeah, yeah. And I actually came as a uh, um, a vendor once, as like uh, with all my clothing and stuff like that. Oh, really? <laughs> Back in the day, yeah, yeah. Well, well there yeah. you go. Okay, so I want to. I'm going to start. I'm going to run down the list. Um, I'll, I'll start with you, Bruce. Do you have income from any other source besides the art fairs? Um, it's my main source. Um, I do a, uh, I have a retail location over the holidays in, in Manhattan, um, which is art-related, but that's more for my apparel and stuff like that. So, um, But definitely my main source is from mm-hmm. art fairs. You know. Okay, and Andy, same for you pretty much? Yeah, I... Uh... I have a, a front room in my studio that I try to sell out over the holidays, but mm-hmm. that's you know hasn't worked like I'd like it to. But it's mostly mostly the art fairs, you know, whatever I get out of that, or you know, some commissions or jobs from it, you know, by meeting you know meeting customers at the art fairs. That's mm-hmm. basically where I meet everybody and where people look for me. Okay, and Catherine, how about you? Do you have income from other sources? No, this is it, and I have the added bonus of being married to another artist, so we've got two people doing this, pulling this little boat along. Okay, well, I know you're all three of you are very enterprising with multiple other ways working on this. Okay. Uh, Catherine, do you have any idea how many shows you apply to each year? Yeah, I went on Zap last, last night because I knew this question was going to come up, and I found that you can actually look at your archived stuff, and I... Um, I applied to 25 shows last year, and I did 15, which is a little less than I usually do, but I, I let it get real quiet in the fall. Mm-hmm. So, but, and on those Zap shows, can you tell me what, what was your rate of acceptance? Yeah, it's like, well, if it's 
50, or 25 that I applied and 15 that I got in, I do a little better than 50%. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, you know, you're, you're applauding us for getting into great shows, but I I don't get into a lot of great shows, too. <laughs> right, right. Well, that's, yeah, you, you, it's never good enough. I remember we did the Old Town Art Fair for like 18 or 19 years in a row, and the year we they decided they didn't want us anymore, I felt like I had no shows to go to. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, that, it's that kind of thing, right? You get really exactly. Right. Never satisfied. Never satisfied. How about you, Andy? Any idea how many shows you applied to each last year? Yeah, I, well, I actually looked it up too. I uh, well, I applied to thirty-three shows. Mm-hmm. I got accepted to twenty-two, reinvited to three, waitlisted for four, and rejected from four, and I did uh, nineteen. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's a pretty good track record. Gee, only yeah, four I find a lot of shows. You know, I just try and you know what I mean. I try to make sure I got some place to go. So mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I apply for a lot of shows when I, you know what I hear about, what I want to do, mm-hmm. you know, something I, you know, to try whatever, you know. So mm-hmm. I have to go someplace all the time. So yeah, my bills are big. Well, and and you when and you live kind of remote, at least to my mind, Minneapolis is not handy to a lot of shows. Right, right, right. I I travel around quite a bit, you know. Yeah. Years ago, I just I think I outdrove people is what I did <laughs> for the source book, you know. <clears throat> I just would go places that you know were too far for more people to go, but every place is a day's drive from Minneapolis, so yeah, right. You know. Nothing, not too handy. Okay, and and how about you, Bruce? Any idea how many shows you played to last uh, year? I'm, when Andy said his numbers, they're pretty much about the same. I try to do, uh, you know, I try to apply to. It's it's always worth. Twenty-five, thirty bucks to apply to, you know, uh, a couple shows for a weekend, and because um, um, you know you're going to get rejected, and pick another one, and, and yeah. you know maybe that might work, and you know it's all weeding out, uh, trying to find your niche, you know. So sometimes the best shows aren't the best shows for you. So. Well, that's true. That's right. You know, if it's something that was supposed to be great, and uh, you get there and say, oh well, okay, <laughs> not so yeah. bad. Okay. Um, so Bruce, how do you feel when you get rejected from a show you did well at the year before? Uh, I mean, I used to be kind of. Uh, I, I kind of just learned to think of it as no big deal because there's always something else to do, and it it always adds up. And usually, when you don't get a, when you get rejected from one, you get accepted to one that you wouldn't have thought you got into, and it just it kind of all. Uh, it's like the Even Steven episode from mm-hmm. Seinfeld. <laughs> you know, it's like, a, you know, if you get into a good one and then it's great and then you don't get into it and then all of a sudden you're in another good one that you didn't think you'd get into. So, it, you know, it makes everything great. So the universe is fair? <laughs> uh, it all evens out. <laughs> okay, right. And, Andy, how about you? You've certainly over the years since uh, you've been at this as long as I have, how, you've had a few rejections. Any of them smart with you still? Well, I, you know, I get kind of... Uh, mad about it and I think that's a good a good thing you know that I, I remember when I was younger and <clears throat> you know and there you know that I had fewer options uh, that you know people would say well just try hard you know and make new good work you know which yeah. really doesn't necessarily apply you know <laughs> you know if you the bills are due and you haven't got anything done you know so I just spend a lot I spend a lot of time you know going over my applications you know about what you know? What images got me in, and what didn't, and which one was on the left, and you know what I mean. I I write all that stuff down, you know, about which, you know, how I did on the with a certain 
pieces in the slide sets and you know if something's wrong and then some some shows you just don't get in so i mean i know that's a later question so i yeah i try right. not to deal with those too much anymore you know if they don't they're not they don't want me then whatever you know but i i take i take a lot of pride in getting in and try to uh you know i take it pretty serious about not getting in when it was something that i you know counted on you yeah. know, for whatever reason. If it was your best show last year. And if year, it was my you know, local show, I'd be really mad, tell you the truth, and I'd yak about it all year long. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> be a very bad sport about it, as a matter of fact. So. Tell everybody you knew. Anybody from that you arts bet, council. You know. you, yeah, right. What do they think they're doing to me? Okay. Yeah. I remember that we used to, we had a, a really nice run at Cherry Creek for a while, my husband, my husband Norm Darwish, and I remember one year when he got the acceptance, he said, oh, darn. I said, what's wrong? This is good. He said, no, it means I have to start worrying about next year. I'm like, oh, please. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, let's slow down a little here, right? Okay, Catherine, are you, how are you doing with your rejections? You know, I think the uh, it's almost guaranteed if I have an excellent show somewhere one year that I will get on the wait list or rejected flat out the next year. That just seems to be the way the pendulum swings for me. But um, you just... You just dust yourself off and try again, and, and you get in the year after. What the heck? Well, I think uh, when I talked to you yesterday, you came up with this good thing because as I was talking to you, my little thing about the show as always was there are like two two tricks to making a living in this business. Number one, you got to get in the shows, which is why I'm talking to you guys. Number two is you have to have things people are going to buy when they get there. But then you added part three. Yeah, you can't is. quit. That's that's just that's just the way it goes. You just can't quit. Yeah, just keep keep at it. Okay, well now I would like so anyway so Andy, you a little bit touched on um, your plan for put, putting your jury images together. Um, I know that we when we were doing shows, we would have a whole new set of images every year, and it was quite a shock when. I discovered that other people did not approach the business that way. So, Andy, do you have some special images that that do you ever use the same set of images year in and year out? Oh yeah, absolutely. If I got in one year, I use them again. I have mm-hmm. I have at this point. Well, I had a good set. I've had a couple of good sets in my life, you know. And the group I got now, I think I started with like 20 pieces couple of years ago and then I called it down to about 12. I probably have eight that I rotate, you know, around. Like, like I think this is my, you know, me, you know, I overthink this stuff. But like Florida, you know, I try to do bright colors, you know, mm-hmm. for my images. And like the Midwest, I try to do blue and purple, you know. So <laughs> whether, you know, if that's just me or not, but I... I I do, do, if I use a set of images, I use them, uh, you know, at the same show. I look up what I I send in. I keep track of everything I send in, and I I use them until they don't work again is what I do. So So, so basically, you know what what images you use when you apply to a certain show, and you keep track of that, and when you go to apply to that show the next year, you look at that and see. Did it get you in or didn't? Okay, that's that's okay. What about you, Bruce? Um, I, th- I think another thing that, that I look into is um, I look at the judges and look at their background, uh, what their art background is. Um, you know, if uh, if it's a jeweler, I don't think she's going to be totally familiar with photography, so I may uh, put a different set of, you know, 
images that will appeal to you know non you know photographers or people who don't see the you know what goes into a photograph and things like that. The subtle piece. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously you're a glass guy, and if you know there's a glass guy on there, he's gonna he's gonna look at your stuff and be like, wow, this is you know. Um, but if it's not a glass guy, then you know maybe he doesn't know a lot of the techniques. So it's uh, he's kind of just looking at at it from a you know a visual standpoint. So, right. Um, so then, yeah. So, so I look at the shows. Yeah. I look yeah. at the demographics. I look at the uh, um, you know the jewelry, you know the jurors, stuff like that. And uh, I mean, I really get in there and, and do some background on you know what's going on because you have to because that's that's all your only that's your only shot. You know, well, from yeah, from know, looking and uh, knowing your work, I know that you appeal to um, a really hip, a younger group of pe- um, of buyers. So yeah. I, I assume you probably pick your shows kind of that way, also. It's it's a, a oh it's it, yeah it, it gives me more of a uh, a choice for shows. I could do you know, some of the shows I do. I mean, if a lot of artists showed up there, they'd be like, oh, you know, get me out of here. Um, it's just you know younger people and you know people with tattoos and stuff like that and uh, mm-hmm. you know give me a little uh, alcohol flowing and that's kind of uh, you know they're the shows I like you know um, mm. but I could also you know it's a more like a chameleon I can go into a, a really nice show and, and do just as well mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know go to a really cool art and music festival and do just as good so it's kind of a kind of nice you know sounds like a nice variety so. Um, Catherine, do you, do you, are you still as scientific with your images as Andy is? No, nowhere near, actually. <laughs> I find that almost startling. Um, I think I'd probably try and make, well, I, I take new shots every year, and I try and I take shots throughout the year of my work, because my work sort of changes. It evolves a little bit, and I'm, I always try to, when I'm sending work in for judging, try to have three or four pieces that have a similar color, you know, color theme or or feel, or you know, something about them that makes one connect to the other. Because I like to have a body of work that looks like it all means to go together. But that doesn't; those pieces may may not have happened all in the last week or or month or two. I might have had to pick a piece up from last year and one from this year or whatever. So I just try and group a group of paintings together that are both current and representational of what I'm doing right now, which is probably different from what you would have seen two years ago yet still sort of flow from one image to the next. Well, and well, and I can understand that because from what I know of your work, I'm never really sure what I'm going to see when I come up to your booth, whereas Andy or Bruce don't have to be standing there or with their names on their booth, and I'll know whose work that is. Mm-hmm. I'm still in a learning curve, I think. I think I'm still trying to figure all of this out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we got, you know, 3D, we got the backgrounds, you know, so... They basically, you got to shoot them all at the same time, you know. Right. For the, that, I crop all that stuff set. out. That's stuff that, you know, that we deal with, the 3D people, you know. You can't just throw a different thing in there because they look different every time you reshoot, you know, so. Yeah, different color in the lighting and all that. No, I, I yeah. guess I get away with that. So, so okay, so this would be a good question. you think it's easier for uh, 2D people to put together a body and stand out than it is for 3D. Oh, that's a strange question. What do you think? What do you think, Bruce? Is that any idea? Um, well, I mean, 2Ds are. It's. I mean, the good thing is about uh, photography is it's already there. Um, mm-hmm. 3D is. I mean, you just have to take better photographs. <laughs> you know, I mean, you need you, you you need to make your art look 
you know, awesome. And you could actually probably make it look better than, you know, it will in your booth because you have the option of a, you know, a, a sterile environment. If you uh, if it's lit right and you know you can't get the kind of lighting in a you know out on the street, so um, you know you have a, a good advantage for 3D stuff because mm-hmm. you can make it look great. So well, so those so those are well, Andy, you certainly came of age with all the zap and and actually, all you guys, but Andy, you surely remember well before we had um, the digital upload systems. And um, do you think that you uh, arrange your choose your jury images oh, because there, excuse me because there is that library sitting in the digital places does that make it easier for you to keep track right of your images well yeah you know what I you know from the when we did slides you know what I used to do is I'd put uh, I'd get an overhead projector and I'd put all my stuff on the overhead projector where I could see the groups, you know, four in a row. Like my big idea the last couple of years, which has gotten nowhere, was that, you know, the Zap people should give everybody a page where they could do, you know, two or three sets of three, two or three sets of four, you know, and fives, you know, and then you could move them around and, you know, and get an idea of what, Instead of looking at one image at a time, you could look at your sets, you know, go from place to place. Uh-huh. And that's what I miss about the digital part is that I, my Photoshop, I can only put one image up at a time. Uh-huh. Maybe because I just know, don't know how to do it other ways. But I thought that was, you know, when I had slides, I could lay them all out, you know, and move number right. one to three, right. you know, see which one worked the best, you know, what groups work to make groups, you know. I try to always make a group, you know, so. Okay, well, how about this idea? Because um, when you um, can, do you, any of you, project your images large before you um, put them into the jury mix? Catherine, do you? No. (laughs) No. I probably should, but no, no. What about you, Bruce? Um. No, because I, I mean, I print large anyway, so I literally have the real thing sitting in oh. front of me. And I've, I've been such, you know, I've been, you know, I shoot with all film still, but I've been, um, you know, been on computers for 20 years, and it's just second nature to me to know, you know, exactly what is on my screen to what it's going to look like when it's projected, and you know, I just see that way, you know. Well, so, I think some people get really surprised when they go to a. Uh, a, an open jury and see what the images look like when they're projected. So I always thought that was one of the tips for you know improving a jury presentation if you could project them. But I might maybe I'm old fashioned on that. And I, I went to the uptown jury a couple of years ago. Yeah, oh, go ahead. Oh, I said I went to the uptown jury a couple of years ago and saw them projected, and that was helpful. You know what I mean? So seeing people's groups up there, you know. But I don't do that here. I can't. I don't have that access to that here. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, I don't have the access to it here either. But I, I have same thing. Been to a couple of juries and just been astonished at the poor quality photographs that people, you know, send in and think they're going to get into a show with. They've got their painting sitting next to the art furniture and the dog in the background, kind of thing. And so it, I think it definitely helps to go and see who you're up against if that's something right. that you're concerned. You, you, there, it's a good thing to go to, find one close by, and just see if you can get yourself in the door. 
Okay. So let's see. How about this question? Um, Bruce, what was your best-selling show last year? Where did you make the most gross? Um, I did well at um, the uh, – well, Cherry Creek was uh, one of my best Mm-hmm. Shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a I had a couple of good shows, which was nice last year. Usually, have you know one or two really good ones. And I, I, uh, but Cherry Creek was good. Um, probably, I mean, probably because it's just a. I mean, it's a great show, and there's a mm-hmm. ton of people, and it's at night, and it kind of has all the things I like in a show. Oh right, the night um, hours would be great for you. Yeah, right. it goes at night. It's got some music going on, some food and wine, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know, it's a it's it's an event. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're the ones I kind of enjoy, and mm-hmm. I usually do well at. So mm-hmm. that was definitely one of my best, and one of my and, favorites. Well. And what about you, Andy? What was your best show last year? Well, my favorite show is Coconut Grove because it means I'm in Florida in February. <laughs> <laughs> As a well, matter of fact, yeah, Catherine was at Coconut. You were both just at Coconut Grove, Catherine and Andy, right? Right. right? Yeah. That, that yeah, was, was the best uh, part about the show for me was being in Coconut Grove. <laughs> Yeah, I was there. It was nice. Were, were you there, Bruce? Yeah, yeah. So all three of you were at, at Coconut Grove. There Grow. we go. There you go. Mm-hmm. Recently, there you go. <laughs> okay. And, yeah, that's that's a, a wonderful setting, isn't it? To be there by the water, we all come down from, oh, gosh. Yeah, Yeah, bright white from Minnesota, yeah. standing there yeah. in the sun. Yeah, right. That's right. me. Yeah, I'm felt... the white guy over there. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that wasn't your favorite. That's all. Do you do that show with great regularity? I've done it for quite a few years, yeah. Yeah, okay. And what about you, Catherine? What was, like, your favorite show last year, your best-selling show last year? My best-selling show, I I, I had such a crummy year last year, but I think my best-selling show was probably Ann Arbor, which was amazing because it was about 800 degrees out on the asphalt that entire weekend. But I think Ann Arbor was it, or it may have been Madison. They were pretty close. Mm -hmm. So you were in the street art fair at Ann Arbor, right? Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you've been there before. Yeah, I think this is my third year, or that was my third year. And I'm all, speaking of, I'm on the waiting list this year. I noticed my number went up a little bit the other day, so there's there's always hope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bruce, have you done Ann Arbor? Uh, well, last year was my first year, and it, I guess it wasn't a good, uh, <laughs> good one. But uh, I didn't apply this year because, um, I don't know, I just had such a bad taste from yeah. last year that um, there's another show the same weekend that is just less hassle and just as good for me. I think so. there are many people who would like to know what the alternative show is. What is that? I think it's one of those shows that most people – I do oh. – uh, well, I didn't, I applied to it. Uh, there's a show in Baltimore called Artscape. Oh, okay. And uh, But it's one of those shows where a lot of people are like, don't do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know? okay, right, okay. So, right, yeah. I'm not, uh, I'm not scaring people away, but – Right. Well, and that's an interesting thing. I do remember one time um, when we were at Cherry Creek and the people next to us standing there and saying, they were like making no money, and they were jewelers, and they were saying, the people were going by and saying, I don't know what that jewelry is all about. And I'm like, so it's, and I also remember being at Coconut Grove once. We had a great show, and the guy next, uh, then there was a story in Sunshine Artist about what a sucky show it was, and it was the worst show ever, and why would anybody ever do it? So, Right. We all know these stories. They're yeah. all like that. Yeah. Somebody's going to do phenomenally well at any show, and somebody's going to crash and burn. You just, you know, you just sort of hope you're the one in the middle all the time, at least. Right. Yeah. So, so Bruce, did you get into Cherry Creek this year? 
Um, yeah, I did. I'm pretty excited. Good, good, good. Okay, yeah. and Andy, you got back into your favorite coconut grove, and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, we're and still St. waiting. Louis. And St. Oh, St. Louis, that's not a bad one either, right? Yeah, I like St. Louis. Okay, and have you heard from them yet this year? No, they, they haven't done their jury yet, I don't That's think. what I thought. That's what I thought. Right. Okay, so St. Louis is, yeah, that's a great They did have their you... mock jury recently, so. Yeah. They, you know, they had that mock jury, you know, just uh, last week or two weeks ago or something. Right. It was well attended, I understand, and a lot of lot of good information. Have all of you done St. Louis? Yeah, I, I had a great show there a few years ago. And how about you, Bruce? Have you done it? No. No, they okay. don't like me. Okay, right. Well, that was always a tough one for us, too, to get into. Okay, so here's how about our um, – I'll start with you, Catherine. Are there any shows that, you, that you've given up on and just don't apply to anymore because of the rejections? Uh, yeah, I think Winter Park I let sort of accidentally slide this year because I've tried to get into that one over and over and over again, and if not – but usually I just suck it up and, and hit submit and give them my money and hope for the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And what what about about you, Andy? Do you have any of those? Well, I, I don't apply for Cherry Creek, and I don't apply for Lakefront, because mm-hmm. I just you know Cherry Creek. I went once, you know, and I applied from the second year on, and I just don't get in, so I quit sending them my money. Mm-hmm. And Lakefront, I I used to do it in the early '80s, and then I did it once in like 2000, and I didn't get into that, you know, so I quit uh, quit applying for that one. Excellent. I think Lakefront is the hardest show in the country to get into from our experience. We could we've been I, I, impossible to get into Lakefront. I don't know what's going on there. So it's yeah, tough one for I, you I too. Know. Yeah, that's one I give up on. What about you, Bruce? Any you given up on? Um, I don't think I've been doing them enough to yeah. give up on them. You know, yeah. so uh, I'll just it's like I said, I'll give them my money and. Mhm. Mhm. Hopefully, maybe one day I'll get in. <laughs> yes. Right. Okay. Well. Okay, so um, we kind of talked about this question. Do any? I don't know if you want to share this information, but this question: Do you have anything you do that you think helps you get into the good shows? Any way you handle the application, the images, your booth shot? Oh, this is one that I always like. Do your time? Do your time when you send your application in? Because you know, every I'm always looking for the tiniest little bit of information that will put my application ahead of the other guys. And that's one that I always think has is one of the angles. Do you do you think about it, Bruce, what time you you submit the application? Um I usually do it when it comes online just because just to get it out of the way and just to be like, okay, it's done. I don't have to worry about it. Um mm-hmm. otherwise I may forget or, you know, that's just a as far as the timing goes, I don't I don't plan on, you know, getting in early because I think it's better. I just, I do it just to get it out of the way. Mm-hmm. What about you, Andy? Well, I, I try to do it early, too, and I I try to do it, uh, again, when we when we did slides, you know, I, when I've judged things and seen slide, you know, slide presentations, you know, it, it seemed to do better if you were early in the carousel, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you see, like, the raku potter, you know, that comes up and then they go, oh, in, then you know six raku potters later they start rejecting them, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I do it for the same reason, just because I I don't want to space it out. You know I try to apply early, but I don't know digitally if that, you know how they, you know if that works. You know if you're in the front, or if it's just alphabetical, or you know what I mean. I don't know. Yeah. I like yeah. to apply early for myself, but I'm not sure. 
mm-hmm. again, I never really got an answer as to, right. you know, where your images are, you know, in the presentation, you know, by where you when you apply. So, but I do it. I like to do it early myself. My friend Steve, he doesn't last, you know, and he has he has good good luck with things, you know. That's your, I mean, yeah. your track record is so good. I mean, I can't believe out of 33 applications last year, you only got rejected from four. I mean, that's that's impressive. I'm impressed. Oh, well. I'll have you do my applications from now on. Okay. How about you, Catherine? Did you? How do you? What do you think about how, when you send in your application? I think I'm about the worst procrastinator in the world, and I will put it off until the last minute. Um, I I try to do better, and I understand that if you get on wait lists, some some shows base your wait list spot on when you applied. So if you're on a wait list, you're better off being higher up. Um, And if that's the case, that's usually why I try to at least do it a couple of weeks before the deadline. But I I can tell you I've sat in front of at 1130 on, you know, deadline night and press the go button. So I'll (laughs) I'll leave things to the last minute. And it doesn't seem to make a big difference for me. It's just luck of the draw. Luck of the draw. Okay. Well, I'm going to take a little break here and tell everyone this is Connie Mettler from Art Fair Insiders. And I am speaking with Catherine Allen Coleman, a painter, mixed media artist from Georgia, Andrew Shea, a glassblower from Minneapolis, and Bruce Reinfeld, who's a photographer from Philadelphia. Um, we are being sponsored by EntryThingy.com, the uh, digital entry system, and also by FrameDestinations.com, a great place to buy your frames matting equipment. Um, I see. Let's so any I, tricks. I'm, I was always interested if anybody had anything special. So okay, here's yeah, here's the other thing. When you're lining up your images for the jury. Where do you put your strongest, what what kind of order do you put them in, Catherine? Yeah, I tend to go from my biggest pieces to my smallest, and I do try to keep, you know, a, a theme of color or something that connects them all together. Something that I've seen lately that I haven't done yet, and I'm probably going to give away the best trick ever, is <laughs> with booth shots. I've seen booth shots shot at night lit from within, and those things glow. They are beautiful. So one day I may get up the gumption to set something up in the yard or, or I'm going to Main Street, Fort Worth this year. I'll get the booth looking pretty and maybe try and take a shot late at night with the lights on because I think that gives you just a little tiny bump, just a different way for the jurors to see it. That's a great idea. Um, That's a good yeah, idea, yeah. They were, they were pretty. So somebody else is going to Fort Worth too, isn't? aren't they? Aren't you, Andy? Uh, no, I'm not. No, not so oh. sure. What about yeah, you? I, I got in. I got in off the wait list actually, which is I'm okay. excited. Okay, so I'd two be going of you in a minute. <laughs> they can yeah. call me. I'll come. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, so that's that's an interesting idea. But I I have run jury, so I have seen many many images and many many booth shots. And you know, beyond the make it simple, make it clean, show tell the story, that part. Little tricks like what you just said. I mean, I've seen booths set up on the shores, of, you know, like at Lake Tahoe, and I've seen booths set up in the in a field of snow, and I've, you know, I've just seen all kinds of interesting, interesting things, and they just like, oh, oh, look at that. So, I don't know. What about you, Andy? What about you? Do you ha- do set your images in a particular order, or do you have any tricks that you use? You think? Yeah, I, I try to put a, you know, a big, strong image on the left, you know, number one, you know, and then I. I try and match the colors, you know, or alternate them. Like I, I sent my booth up outside, you know, in my parking lot, and then I just cropped it so you couldn't see that it was sitting right there. But I shot, 
I shot shots all day long, you know, and then I end up the first ones were the best, you know, with the with the morning sun. But uh-huh. I tried to get a. I signed to Larry Sanders once, you know, and he suggest, made some suggestions about my booth, you know. So I set it up, you know, with a back wall as opposed to a doorway, you know, stuff like that, you know, and cleaned it up a little bit. But I try, you know, like I said, I I write down which, you know, what, you know, how if I put the tall purple one first or third, <laughs> you know, that uh-huh. sort of thing, you know, and the red one or the blue one, you know, I mean, I write all that down and. I, when I first got these images, I wrote down, you know, which images got me into the most shows. <laughs> uh-huh, <right. laughs> that might be a little much, but you know, it so I, I left the green much. one out now. You know, so <laughs> right. but, it, yeah, I, I agonize I'm, over this stuff. Sure, sure, absolutely. That's why you've been in it and doing so fine and, and into so many good shows all these years. How about yeah. you, Bruce? Bruce, do you have something about? Um, I mean, I. I try to uh, make my images flow uh, from one image to the next. Um, you know, if there's movement in one image, I try to make that movement. If it's going left to right, then I kind of make it just arrange the photos. You know, you only get four photos, and uh, I kind of make it just look like your eyes would, you know, take you all the way across. Or uh, it's just a little thing that I, you know, do it's probably way more than <laughs> you know way more overthinking but um you know for me it works i guess you know mm-hmm. and um i i know you i took a shot of your in your booth once of amazing electrical setup that you had lights and cords and everything so i'm sure that's not the booth shot you use right Oh, with me? Uh, <laughs> now, I will, uh, <laughs> now, or I'll hide all my lights, you know. Like, yeah, right, uh, right, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I have to bring in, like, a master electrician when I do shows. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> you have quite an elaborate setup. Okay. So, um, so 2011, you all did a fair number of shows, and you were absolutely, every every one of the good shows, at least one of you was at, and most, most of them, at least two of you were at. So, does anybody... Making adjustments for 2012 in the light of your sales for last year's shows. Um, Andy, you making any changes and of different shows to apply to, or shows you're not going to go back to, or anything? No, I, I think I, I'm applying for the same shows. I think I, I, you know, I, last year was weird. I sold different. You know, I had a run where I was selling big pieces, and then. I mean, the only thing that I didn't sell much of is small stuff, you know, so I, I tend to, you know, make what I sell, I guess. You know, if I sold big stuff, I made big stuff, but it had it, it did nothing carried through all year that I didn't get any, you know, I, 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 I kind of watch, like, for colors, you know, what people like and, you know, uh, types of pieces that they like, and I got a few things last year, but not, not really anything that carried over from, all through the whole year, you know, changed from place to place, it seemed. What's your but price I fly range? for the same shows, I guess, mm-hmm. you know. So I like to work the same area over and over again, you know, do a couple of shows in the same area, you know, get some follow-up or, you know, mm-hmm. that's the best way I like to do it, be, you know, be visible year after year. I remember when I did Birmingham when I was next to you, you know, the, I heard a couple say, well, he must do well because he comes so often. <laughs> you, know, you know, they didn't know, you know. Yeah. But you know what just, I mean. So. Yeah, right, right. What's what is your price range? Uh, 
Mine, I, I have seventy five dollars to uh, twenty five hundred is my price range. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, what were we talking about before I got thinking about your prices? Oh, right, Bruce. How are you adjusting your uh, two thousand and twelve schedule? Different shows. Uh, I mean, I'm trying. I just you know plug away. I um, you know I apply to the same shows and and more and uh, you know set my schedule and start getting ready. I mean. You know, I'm getting ready for, well, not right now, but, uh, you know, I'm planning for shows, you know, three, four months from now as far mm-hmm. as, like, production and all that stuff. You really have to, you know, because if you do, you know, if you're lucky enough to get into a couple good shows in a row, it's like, you know, you're going to be out of stuff. So it's uh, um And you want to be able to go fully stock, don't you? I mean, you yeah, wanna, yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, you have to, you know. It's right. just like, and, you know, I'm not taking orders. I'm... I'm, I'm People are buying at the show, so it's uh, um, you know you really have to keep on top of things. And what is your price range? Um, I have small stuff for you know uh, you know forty fifty, and then up to bigger pieces are uh, you know around up to a thousand maybe twelve hundred bucks for my larger pieces. Mm-hmm. Okay. And like Andy, did you? How do you? He he said that his larger pieces were his good better sellers last year, right? Oh, you it it varies, and it's the same. Uh, you know, I have shows where, um, you know, I have good shows where I sell a lot of small stuff, and some I have good shows where I don't sell a lot of small stuff, and I sell more big stuff. So uh, um, it's easier to sell big stuff because you don't have to go back and make a ton of small stuff. But um, it's uh, you know it, it depends. I ha- like I like you said before, I sell to kind of just younger people, and yeah. uh, you know they, they don't have a they don't have the money, but they definitely have uh, you know. Fifty dollars to spend, mm-hmm. um, and they do, which is great. And it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's one thing I'm thankful for is uh, you know a lot of kids with their parents. You know, parents don't mind giving their kids fifty dollars to buy you know art Isn't that great? Of, That's great. Of a pair of jeans or something. You know, um, yeah, right. So it kind of works out nice. You know. Huh. So do you uh, set up your um, what you display at different shows, different ways? I mean, you like with some shows, would you have more of your high end things or and put away totally. Some- yeah. Yeah, I look at the demographics. I yeah. look at the attendance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, totally what kind of show it is. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah, totally. Right. That's what I thought. Well, and Catherine, how about how about you? Uh, how are you readjusting your um, your your 2012 schedule in light of what happened in 2011? Yeah, I think just like everybody, you try and you know get into the shows that went well and get into the ones that that sound good. And I applied to a, a couple new ones this year. I'm in, uh, well, not new shows. I'm in Western Virginia for the first time this year, first time I applied and first time I got in. So I'm excited about that one. But, yeah, you do. You just constantly see what's going on out there and talk to people and see what's been good for them and readjust and do what you have to to, you know, try and play the game. Mm-hmm. And when, what's your price range? Um, most of my actually my regular paintings, the the pieces I do with dresses, they run between, say, 250 to... Oh, uh, four thousand eight hundred something up there. Um, but I've also started a little tiny line of things that I call elements, and they're just they're exactly that. They're just little tiny elements of each piece, and I use a lot of printmaking on those, and they're very small. They're four inches square, and I can sell those for twenty five dollars a piece. So I'm trying to you know reach all ends of the spectrum, all ends of the price range. And put a little cash in your pocket too. A little cash is you know, yeah. Nice. You, you might at least make gas money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so 
I have to say, okay, so you've all been in the shows now, um, Andrea the Longest, but still, these last years have not been a lot of fun financially. What keeps you going in times like this? Catherine, what keeps you going? I have a mortgage to pay, uh, <laughs> and there doesn't seem to really be any way around that. So, and you know, I'm a I'm a 45 year old woman with not a whole lot of job skills at this point. So this just seems like the best way to do it. So you just put your nose to the grindstone and and keep on going. I don't I I want to wait, be able to wake up tomorrow morning and tell the people who have bought my work in the past that you know I'm still a painter. I'm still doing the best I can and. Here I go again. So it's just it's just that matter of not quitting. Just keep going. Just just do it because you want to, and do it because you can. Is there is there a show that you have done um, a fair number of years in a row where you feel like you have people who are there to meet you and see you? Yeah, every so often you'll sort of get that people will come back and reintroduce themselves, and yeah, that that's really cool. Um, Kane Park was probably the first show that 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 happened to me at. That's just that's a little show in Cleveland, and it was one of the first what I thought was a big show for me then. And I think that's where I met you. Mm-hmm. And they're the the nicest group of folks that run that show up there. And and I think I was in it about four or five years in a row, and I really did have people come up and you know want to see what I did compared to what I did last year and all that. And that's that's cool. I like that. Yeah, I I always liked doing that show. It was a really friendly, fun, great great clientele. And um, what, what keeps Andy? I mean, you've been at this so long. What you surely have seen lots of ups and downs. What what keeps you going? Uh, I I don't know. I just you know I like making glass, and I I guess I like going to art fairs. You know, so I, I don't really have <laughs> you know any money uh, routines outside the art fair business. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I just I like to work and make glass work. So I well, guess, there. You know, you make that's it, you great. gotta sell it, you know, so that's that's great. You know, you still love you love making the work and so mm-hmm. why not? And you love the business. Well that that's you know, I feel really bad because I do run across people who are just dragging themselves from show to show and under real duress, financial stress, and I see them and I, I just what what I don't know what to say to them, you know. I, and so it's great to hear you. Uh you started the show the same time I did that still have an enthusiasm for it and still love what you're doing. And that and it helps. And I, I like it. talking to people, so I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you know, yeah, I like I making glass, and I like dealing with people. So I, I love I being like on the road. I love being on the road. Oh, don't, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I just it's, it's a great. That's one of my favorite parts of the whole business. I got sitting like, in my truck alone for days at a time. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I change that a little bit, but yeah, right. Know. Okay. And what about what about you, Bruce? You, I'm sure you're shuffling and changing all the time, huh? Uh, yeah, I'm always tweaking. Uh, um, you know how to get more out of uh, more out of the shows. Um, I have uh, even. I guess when the economy went bad a couple of years ago, it was weird. Like it turned out like that was probably one of my best years. I don't know why, but mm-hmm. um, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm. That's good. Uh, Bucking the trend, I guess, and uh, like I tell, I mean, you guys all talked about it. Is um, you know, I live in Philadelphia. I live in a a warehouse, and when I'm there, it's just work, 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 work. And as soon as I leave for a show, it's just like I'm on vacation. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, there's work involved, but it's just like you don't have to. You know, you're not producing stuff. It's just like um, so. It really feels good to be. 
going to shows, and that's why I like it. It's just like I'm not really working. It's like when I go back to Philadelphia, then I got to work, and then I got to print and do all this other stuff, and do the books and the accounting and everything else, and uh, you know, just you know, get me out of town, and and, and I'm pretty happy. So it's nice. Oh, I think showtime is playtime. You get to visit with your friends and and all that exactly. sort of stuff, exactly. except nice for cities. perhaps to load you know? in and load out. Yeah. Yeah. I sat down with a friend recently. We went through this this book, A Thousand Places to See in the U.S. and Canada, and I had 75% of them I'd been there. She was stunned, right? We've been there. <laughs> we've been those mm-hmm. places, right? And we, we've, been, we've not just driven through them. We have spent time in their city squares and in their parks, and uh, and we've played with our friends there, and some of us have gone bowling with our friends there, right, Andy? And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great meals, and we know there's maybe some of their best bars, and it, it's. I but I do know we used to go to Chicago a lot, and people would say to me, "Well, Connie, where's a good place to eat in Chicago?" And I would say, "All I know is where the show is. That's it. You know, it, when, when when we're there, we're not out exploring. But it's, it's a great, it's a great life. I miss it. Yep. Okay. Here, anybody else? Yes. No, I just that's where all your friend, my friends are all at our shows. You know, I go there and that's when I see all my friends. You know, that's kind of fun. Friends you've seen for years. You know. Yeah, and so you got to keep going back to the shows, right? I think that's when when we got bumped from Old Town. That was part of it. We had neighbors there that we hung out with. You know, every weekend. Now we weren't going to be friends with them anymore, right? Because you don't mm-hmm. see them. Yeah, I miss go. That's why I miss going to Coconut Grove too, because we always hung out with people for a couple of weeks when you're in Florida, right? And then. All that, all that fun. Okay, well, that's just not helping anybody else except us reminiscing. Do you? Okay, do you think there are um, areas of the country or neighborhoods that are more interested in your work than others? Do you plan to? You, do you cherry pick your where you were going to go be, by that um, criteria? What about you, Bruce? Uh, totally. I mean, I sell to uh, urban people. I sell to people who live in. Lofts, apartments. I don't really sell to people who live in. Uh, if they're buying for their house in the suburbs, they're buying it for their kids' room or their basement. Or um, so I tend to stick to. You know, I love doing stuff in major cities. Um, that's just, and I kind of stay away from even Florida. Like I don't really go to Florida. I do the. Besides Miami, I don't really uh, get out other places in Florida. It's just not my market. So I don't get that whole Gulf Coast area, but I know people make money there. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. 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 What about you, Andrew? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I don't know. I go all, all kinds of places. You know, I, you know, a couple, you know, some years ago I started thinking. I mean, I like to do big cities. You know, but I started going to some smaller venues too. You know, you just you can't go as often. You know, so I mean, a big city, you know, the crowd changes more often, so you can go back more often. But I've been going all kinds of places recently, last number of years. So. Have have any of you done Belleville, Illinois? Pardon? Anybody? Know? I did Belleville. Yeah, you did. So, speaking of small towns and a nice little nice little show, huh? Belleville it's right across from St. Louis, though. So, so they, yeah, so, so they had you know rural Illinois and St. Louis, you know. So uh-huh. that's a good show. Okay, Catherine, how about you? Do you pick and pick on special places that you think your work is going to go? Yeah, I think I do better again in in larger cities um and more more so northern cities or the, like the Midwest. I don't do as well in Florida, although it's a nice place to be in the winter. Um it's for uh, for whatever reason I could pick a thousand reasons out of the hat, but I don't really know what it is. 
But uh, and even in Atlanta, I will usually drive like I'm driving past the Atlanta show to go to Fort Worth because I, I think I'll do better out in Texas than I do 50 miles away from home, which is sort of a strange choice to make. But yeah, I I just and I I can't say I'm scientific about it at all. It's just just sort of the feeling I have, and I just go with it. One of the funny things about it is is I will often be at a big city show, and somebody will come in and buy a, a significant piece, and turns out that they'll be from a completely different city from wherever you are. You know, that happens to me almost once a show. I'll have something that I'll think I'll go to the city, but it'll be somebody from somewhere else completely different that does the buying in my booth. There you go. Well, well that, that's always was the fun thing about being in the Florida shows, especially the Miami area, right? I mean, the people come down from the north. And right. they're taking, yeah, and, then, and they're taking it back, right? Yeah, that's right. So, okay. Um, so uh, here's here's something else. Do you, do when you see people coming into your booth, and I imagine that um, Andy, your booth is a little quieter than Bruce Bruce's because your stuff is very breakable. Mm-hmm. Um, do you do are there? Do you see people coming down the street and you say, "Aha, they're going to come into my house, booth, and I think they're going to be mine." Yeah, I, I don't think I can do that. No. I think I, you know, I just sold to too many different kinds of people, you know. I don't think I can really narrow them down like that. Mm-hmm. What you about know, you, Catherine? I talk to everybody. Yeah. yeah, right. What about you, Catherine? Do you, do you like? Yeah, it's, it's. I can't say that I can predict who will buy, but usually I, I appeal to forty, fifty something good-looking women <laughs> <laughs> who come in groups. If they're well, you know, well-dressed, good-looking women, that's that's. Typically, who who will make a purchase from me, and that's that's great, you know. Right. Yeah, that is good. It, it's nice. It, it's good when you have that, and it's, with your work, it does have that kind of a feel to it. I would think that would be. I would pick them to be your clientele too. What about you, Bruce? Um, I, 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 I usually could pick out who likes my work, um, and usually, if you get a couple of those people in my booth, they kind of more people kind of come in uh-huh. <laughs> and end up looking like a bar. But, uh, um, yeah, I mean, I, I know who likes my work, the kind of person who does, um, whether mm-hmm. they're going to buy it or not. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I can't, I can never, you never tell. You, mm-hmm. you never know. So okay. I, I'm surprised when something happens that you don't think happens. So it's it's interesting, you know. Well, yeah, that's, yeah, it, you never know what's going to happen. All right. So um, I'd like just to talk for a minute uh Look back over 2011. Um, what was your overall feeling about your 2011 sales? What did you? What about you, Andy? Well, I I, I kind of think that you know the regular people are the ones that have dropped out of the purchase uh, biz, part of the business. You know the like with me it was for my in my you know years I made a lot of money on the two three four hundred dollar range. You know which mm-hmm. I seems to me that, you know, when I'd be talking with my friends that, you know, you could go to an art fair booth and buy a, you know, pretty nice piece for two to four, three, four hundred dollars, you know what I mean? It was not their best, but not their worst, but, you know, something that people worked on. And those seem to be the people that don't have money right now, you know, where wealthy people have money. And it's just that that one price range seemed to kind of dwindle, which is where most of my work is, you know. They seem to, you know, those people seem to be out of the purchasing uh, part of the equation, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about what about you, Bruce? What are you your feeling about um, 2011? Overall? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to get political on it, yeah. but I feel the same as uh, um, yeah, definitely people don't have that, 
you know, a couple hundred bucks to throw, you know, to splurge or something. It's just, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's not there. For that price point, it's people who are uh, splurging to, to that to get that price point. You know, mm-hmm. whereas usually it's, you know, they're tr- they're spending a thousand dollars now. They're going to be like, okay, I'll splurge and spend three hundred dollars. Uh-huh. Um, the splurge level is lower. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, right. you know, okay. Need that money. So. Yeah. What about you, Catherine? Yeah, I think I think it's been about the same. Last year was actually really pretty crummy for me, but it, this year is starting off a little bit better. I'm 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 not quite you know dragging along the bottom like I was in February of last year. Um, but yeah, same thing. I was I was really noticing that 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 my usual price range that I would sell pretty easily. And you know I could sell a six hundred eight hundred dollar piece pretty easily a couple years ago. Last year, just they weren't going anywhere. So. Mm-hmm. The, the big pieces would still sell once in a while, and the little tiny things would sell fairly reliably, but there just doesn't seem to be much much dancing room in that five, six, $700 range right now. Okay, we just got a few minutes, and this is going to be over. I just would like to know um, one last quickie question from each of you. What show are you looking forward to this year, Andy? <laughs> I don't know the next show, I guess. I don't the know. next one. Oh, that's good. Okay, Catherine, what about you? <laughs> yeah, I think all of them. I'm looking forward to Main Street and Reston. So those uh-huh. are the two that I have confirmed. So here I come. Okay, and how about you? What are you looking forward to, Bruce? Um, I got into the one up in uh, Washington, that Bellevue uh, one. I'm looking oh, forward to, mm-hmm. uh, to that because oh. I never got into that. and. Okay. Uh, and back in Cherry Creek is going to be awesome. And uh, I have a couple shows in Texas next month, which is I'm looking forward to. So Okay. That sounds really good. You guys have been re- – I really appreciate your candor and telling some of your secrets and tips. I really appreciate it. I wanted to uh, thank our sponsors once again, EntryThingy.com, The Better System of Jury Management, and FrameDestimations.com, your online source for fine art matting and framing supplies. Many thanks to our guests, Catherine Allen Coleman, Andrew Shea, and Bruce Reinfeld, for their time today. Visit ArtFairInsiders.com, like us on Facebook, and tell your friends about us. Everybody, we want you all at Art Fair Insiders. We really appreciate everybody, and thank you so much for listening. And I want you all to know we have more interesting shows in the works with some of the nation's top show directors and artists. Next up, we're going to talk to Amy, Amder, and Howard Allen. Till then, I hope you will all go out, create, and make money. Thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye. Thanks, Connie. Thanks. You're welcome. Thanks so much. Thank you, everybody. Okay.